So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick O'Shields, and I have here with me, as always, Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane? I'm fantastic, Rick. How are you? Oh, I'm just excited and having a blast. Yay! So we're going to do things a little bit different this evening, folks, uh, than we have been. Uh, We like to keep you guessing just when you get used to it. We'll do something different. Um, But as uh, some of our fans know... um, the show was originally an hour, so uh, we had scheduled people all the way through the end of the year uh, when it was an hour. Uh, so our usual shout-outs and three hours of talking, trying to get to the point, uh, we're going to skip all that tonight and uh, get right to our guest so we can give him the full hour, and uh, then we're going to hang out and play a song or two after after the hour's up. Okay? Sound good, Gene? Sounds fantastic. I'm all for it's it. Nice of me to run off in a different direction, and you had no earthly idea what I was doing. No, of course not. Um, so, why are you still talking? <laughs> uh, a guest is here. I'm guessing. Yes, we have with us this evening uh, Scott. Is it Calixtine? Grace. Scott Grace. Yeah, Scott Grace. Yeah. I could say Grace. I've done that for years. Grace, and I'm wanted in 49 states and 7,000 countries for breaking and entering people's hearts, creating the peace, and uh, a number of other charges. Yes, well, that is a certainly a crime against state these days. <laughs> it would seem. <clears throat> Indeed. Indeed. Yes, uh, music, written words, speaking, comedy, poetry, using the arts to inspire, tickle, delight, awaken, and help people make the journey from the head to the heart, the longest journey of all. It's fantastic. I, I, I know from your site you say author, speaker, and modern-day troubadour, and haven't reviewed the various ways that you put words together and music together and then words and music together, I think modern day troubadour is is fitting. A lot of people say it, but it's very fitting in this case. Thank you. I am honored. 
So some of our guests uh, this evening might be uh, familiar with your work from your uh, – you had a pretty hot video there uh, on YouTube and a great example of your speaking. Uh, yes. Uh, probably reserved for very serious corporate groups and that sort of thing. <laughs> When when Dr. Seuss meets Eckhart Tolle, is that the one you're referring to? That's the one I'm referring to. Some mm-hmm. we had guests in the chat room well ahead of showtime and so I put the link up so they could uh so they could check that out. Uh yeah. I must say yeah, it, has, it hasn't got it hasn't got me any corporate gigs so far, go figure. Huh. Well, you know. It, time the time will come. Yeah, it's probably too somber and serious for them. Folks, if you haven't seen the video, it'll be in tonight's archive of the show. Uh, it's just fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I expect uh, uh, there's a lot of other great stuff up there, though, also on his YouTube channel. So, uh, so check that out. How did you? How did you? Uh, how did you get to where you were speaking to groups and singing? And I mean, have you done this? How, how, what was the inspiration for this? Um, partly out of my own personal healing work, learning to deal with my own shadow and my own ego and uh, realizing that developing a sense of humor around painful stuff was essential, not just for my healing, but for others. And, uh, you know, just a combination of willingness to go into the, the dark places and willingness to bring a flashlight. And that flashlight for me, because I'm musically inclined, included uh, songs and poetry and uh, levity. So the further I go in my own healing journey, the more I take along new songs, the more I create uh, vignettes, if you will, that uh, help me integrate what I'm learning. And then I pass it along to humanity, and they seem to enjoy it. Well, that sounds like it's a ton of fun and a fantastic way to get to know yourself better. Uh, we keep telling people that we do the show just um, just mainly because it's good for us. <laughs> it really has nothing to do with them. It's all about us and our learning and our, our own um, personal journey into self and trying to figure oh, out this great. whole amazing world thing. So I'm so, um, glad, I'm so glad that you admit that and know that because the the interviewers that are the the hardest to deal with are the ones that don't that don't think that they're in it for themselves and they end up dominating the conversation and and just like turning it back to themselves over and over again uh and it's like obvious that oh they're trying to heal themselves <laughs> they've become an interviewer to get attention but when you know that <laughs> you can work with that and be graceful Oh, absolutely. We're well aware. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're actually just trying to get, you know, two hours of free therapy a week. That's all we're doing. Yeah, yes, that's the only reason we do the show. Um, no, it's really, it, for us, it's it's our next step, our logical next step to take our love of people and our love of talking and our love of exploration of self and the world and turn it into a radio show. It made sense to us. But I can oh, understand cool. where you're coming from and how you could turn that into something something that becomes a career and it's a career based on something that you're passionate about, which is really cool. Yeah. So let's, let me surprise you and jump into something totally unexpected. Cool. Um, 
you guys ask me a question and demand that I answer it in rhyme. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the spontaneous. That's. I was going to hit you with that if you didn't bring it out. Oh. <laughs> kind of known for making up songs on the spot. Yeah, but this is more like, you know, this is a continuation of the interview. Okay. Except except I'm going to answer in rhyme. And it could be not just asking me a question about me, but asking me a question about you. That's another right. option. Really? <laughs> let's, let's. R- really, Jane? This, just because you said my name first? I got to go? <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, can you tell we haven't prepared for this? Oh, yeah, we, well, prepare, we never we prepare. prepare. What's wrong with you? So, fact, the best so preparation is you no were about preparation. to ask him a question, Jane. Yes, please. Ask no, him. I think it was Rick that was on board with that, but no, go ahead. No, I think she handed over, but okay. <laughs> the next, well. He, he totally threw me off. Um, the next okay, yes, step in the, in the interview. What was that? Go ahead. Oh, yes, we do. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> we do just love on-the-fly and off-the-cup kind of stuff. Um, okay, so how long have you been doing this for? Well, I've been doing this for free since eternity. Um, I've been doing this to make a buck since the crow began to cluck. But now making a buck and doing it for free are part of my reality. They seem to integrate and segregate, and now all I do is celebrate. And sometimes I get paid and sometimes I do not, but all the time I get to nurture and honor Scott. That is totally awesome. So, Scott, you have a family. Um, I do. You do. You have a wife. So how um how does your family life integrate into the work that you've chosen to do and how supportive has your wife been in you undertaking this particular journey oh she was a fan before she became my partner she knew me for 12 years went to my workshops and concerts um we uh, didn't have a, a a spark of romance during that time and then for 5 years she went off moved away from the area that I had been living in and kind of grew up. She really did a lot of important work. And then when I saw her next, she was, instead of just a fan, she was a person in her power, comfortable in her own skin. We saw each other completely differently, and there was an attraction there. We began to get to know each other on a whole different level. And um, I... I so forgot what, what you asked me. I'm like, <laughs> what was the original question? Um, no, that, that is... family fit in? So, so she has always been and always will be a, a, a supreme um, supporter of what I do in the world. I mean, that, that's, that's what got our relationship started. Um, however, uh, she's also in nursing school, and right now um, I need to be the I won't say the primary parent in terms of time, but I do need to really, I'm stepping up to the plate in terms of taking care of our daughter, which means my traveling is has been lessened. Uh, and that's the way it is. You know, I, I, only uh, go, I, I think that's fantastic. I, yeah, it's a really I always cool want to applaud men either. when they do that uh, because it's a missing ingredient in my book in many families. 
indeed, Rick, and um, and it's the greatest joy of my life. I occasionally I I look back from my deathbed. You know, you can do that. You can always get, go straight to your deathbed and look back. And I think about what um, what I'm going to treasure most. And it's just very clear that these early years with my three-year-old daughter are the the biggest treasure of my life, bigger than anything my career could offer. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not something that you want to give up because it's not something that you can get back, right? Um, Okay, so what were you doing before you started doing this? I mean, have you always done this or were you... What did you do before? I think she means this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, this lifetime. lifetime. This lifetime, not not your multiple lifetimes before now. <laughs> well, I was born and raised a nice Jewish atheist in Brooklyn, and I dropped out of college to pursue a career in something called rebirthing, which was a metaphysical and spiritual an emotional release technique involving deep breathing that often brought people back through their birth experience to heal the birth trauma. Something that I experienced in a weekend workshop called the Loving Relationships Training when I was still in high school. And suddenly my life was turned around and I couldn't like pretend that I was interested in anything going on in, in the education in high school or college. I wanted peace, joy, freedom. I started studying A Course in Miracles. I started taking all these workshops. My parents were freaking out. Um, I I was on the road less traveled. (laughs) And then I started writing songs based on what I was going through in my inner awakening. And those songs became like, whoa, these songs need to be recorded. So I made my first tape and then I made another, and then another, and then my first CD, and then another, and then I started to write in ways that were not songwriting. And eventually I wrote my first book, and uh, everything has been a a joy fest. It's been an expression of the next level of of joy. So, go figure, a nice Jewish boy from Brooklyn could follow his bliss and make an income. That's so much fun. Uh, it's one of our joys here at Everyday Connection is getting to show off all these different people from different backgrounds, from all over the planet, very similar stories. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Gosh, I wanted to connect to the heart. This is really kind of all about me and my journey, but if it helps somebody, cool. Gosh, I love my job. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I see your inner child jumping up and down now. <laughs> So ask me an unusual question, something so out of the ordinary that you've never really asked somebody before. Wow. Mm. It's going to be the rhyme thing. Yeah, it's going to be a rhyme thing. Okay. Um, Can you play something for us real quick while I'm thinking about the most out-of-the-box <laughs> what, question? I can... What really happened to the dinosaurs? Okay, I'm taking out my guitar. Uh-oh, awesome. here we go. Very good. 
Okay. The dinosaurs gave way to a species that was cuter, like convenient upgrades to your laptop computers. We all know that dinosaurs eventually become instinct, extinct. Oh my God, my cold. I have a cold, so I, I just realized I can't sing. <laughs> but I'm going to speak it. Whatever, whatever happened to the dinosaurs? Well, the dinosaurs had their time. They had their place. They had their moments of amazing grace. But they got too big. They got too large. They thought they were bigger than even God. And then, I tell you, God placed a hex, and they made small the Tyrannosaurus Rex and said, hey, you better just get humble or you'll get extinct. And the dinosaurs said, uh, 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 but we don't know how to think. We don't know how to process our emotions. And so they went into the oceans, and they became great white sharks. And the great white sharks, they have a heart, but they also have teeth, and they say, where's the beef? And they'll eat whatever they can in sight. And that's what happened to the dinosaurs. Next question tonight. Where do seagulls go at night? Where do seagulls go at night? Well, they go into nocturnal flight. Perhaps to your eyes they're out of sight, but they're okay and they're all right. Very cool. <laughs> Too much fun. Okay, family in the chat room. We've got an insane amount of people in the chat room tonight. So cool, cool. you guys have any questions for this crazy guitar man? Yeah, let it be known that I usually do these interviews with my guitar and my singing voice. But I have a, um, a cold slash cough and my singing voice is non-existent. So I, I will answer in rhyme, but it will not be in song. Okay, fair enough. So you guys heard him. Um, and besides being silly and playful and creative, I also have the ability to be, um, oh, how shall I say, uh, clairvoyant and compassionate and serious and connected to you on a soul level, whoever's talking to me. They seem to be all have gone shy all of a sudden. Our family are normally so, you know, right forward. But um I think it, I have to say I think it's because we're giving them too much um freedom. Like it's like it's like oh, we're all over the map. What Yeah, here we go. What's ne- what's next? Jordan wants to know what you write about most. What I write about most? Yeah. Well, um, if you go to my blog or my website, you can read all the things that I constantly write, and you'll find a connection with humor and joy, and you'll see why I am full-time employed. You'll see that I write about my own life lessons and how I turn pain into gratitude and blessings. And then you can look in the mirror at your own inner light and see that it's okay feel great and all right. Well, Janet would like you to rhyme off something about how much you love your jeans. I love my jeans, my Jordache and Levi's, 
my jeans? Really? What is she yeah. talking about? She's a poet. Uh, she's a poet. She wanted to challenge you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, I love my jeans. I love my jeans, my fathers and mothers. You know, I love my chromosomes. And it's mine to discover that everything that my ancestors gave is within me now. And it's okay to misbehave. Because, hey, it's not my fault. It's in my genes. So I'll just go about my merry way, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, Janet also asked, um, is his writing spirit-led? My writing is always spirit-led. In spirit, it is born and bred. There's nothing I would bother putting time into that wasn't of service to the atonement on this planet. Sorry, I forgot to rhyme that time. But I think it's important to let you know that my mind, as crazy as it can be, is in service to eternity. Beautiful. So, uh, indeed, we love your rhyming. We love the we love the music, but uh, with the with the music voice, you do some uh, you do some workshops as well. And and you mentioned you wrote a book. I did. Teach, teach me? me how to love. Teach me how to love. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? That would be the thing to do. And I'll search for a link. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Amazon, as well as my website. So, yeah, search for a link, the missing link, and I'll tell you what I think about this book. I started writing it in 1995, and um, it's the story of my life. And from selling laundry bags on the streets of New York City as an unlicensed street peddler, uh, which was where I got the beginning of my training in being spontaneous, in being present, in being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And being okay with that? Uh, Yeah, I'm still doing fine with it. Um, But seriously, the book starts with something that um, really happened. Sometimes I pinch myself and I think, God, did I do that? I was an unlicensed street peddler in New York City for seven years, running from the cops and selling laundry bags to people on the busy sidewalks of New York City. That's so much fun. It is. It was fun, and it was also (laughs) something that I uh, deeply looked forward to growing out of. Uh, This was at a time when I was making music, studying spiritually, wanting something more out of life than being a street peddler. But when I look back on it, it was a wonderful, tremendously colorful start that has blessed me tremendously and and became part of my book. And my chapter one, you can read it on my website, and most people who read the first chapter end up buying the book because it's so fun. You must have had some crazy encounters selling laundry bags on the streets of New York. Yep, I did. I, I, I had a little rap song that I created. Check them out. Look them over. 
Check them out. Look them over. Check them out. Look them over. Pick a number. Form a line. Pick a number. Form a line. Pick a number. Form a line. Check them out. Look them over. Pick a number. Form a line. Check them out. Look them over. Pick a number. Form a line. I don't mean to boast. I don't mean to brag. But I got the world's best laundry bags. Got the small ones here. Got the jumbos too. Gonna make your laundry bag dreams come true. Got the laundry bags. And I had this whole like performance ministry. <laughs> and, and there were high school kids passing by and college kids and. You know, I just, like, found a way to meet them all with creativity. And occasionally the police would catch me and take my bags and write me a ticket. But what was interesting is that they didn't really want to rid the streets of peddlers because the peddler squad, the police that were assigned to peddlers, had the blessing of not having dangerous jobs. Peddlers didn't carry guns. Right. So they didn't want to completely do their job too well. So they, they would write us tickets and they would say, so what name are you today? Instead of, like, demanding for your real ID. And I would say, my name is Sal Paradise, 14 Atlantic City Lane, or whatever. You know, I would make something up in the moment. But they would take my bags, so there there was definitely a... A bit of punishment going on there. A bit of penalty, but uh, perhaps they thought enough. <laughs> Every once crazy. in a while, I'm doing a concert or something, and I'm you know I'm doing my thing, and somebody will remember me from those days, because I was on the streets for seven years, and especially when I go back and do concerts or events in New York City. One time, I was doing a concert, and somebody was looking at me with the very strangest most just like almost like she was in pain the whole concert which is very strange because I do so many you know humorous songs (coughs) and at the end of the concert she came up to me and she shook my hand and it was Brooklyn so she said I know you from somewhere and I, I just was shaking her hand looking into her eyes and I said what I had said every day for you know for seven years, I said loudly, I said, nylon jumbo laundry bags, machine washable, water resistant. And she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're the laundry bag man. <laughs> <laughs> How cool. And, yeah, she had. She said, I, I used to pass you on the street every day. I used to feel so sorry for you. What happened? How come you? How did you change your life? So the book is about how I changed my life. Wow, that's crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> so so that might we... be the answer to uh, Jordan's uh, question. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he asked, yeah. "What was your most memorable performance?" You know, what's coming to me is that I was in Egypt uh, at the airport, and um, there was a lot of people waiting for flights. There was a lot of delays, and I was co-facilitating a retreat, a a spiritual retreat, you know, people going to the sacred sites and meditating and all that. And I took out my guitar, and I started doing um, Imagine by John Lennon, and people from all over the world, Egyptians and 
Europeans and Americans and Canadians and just like all over the world. You can tell it was like the whole world started to gather and check this out, hold hands and sing Imagine together. Wow. That shook me and touched me like nothing else. I I bet it did. Wow. Post 9-11, by the way. Oh, really? The Scott Grace flash mob in Egypt, holding hands and yes. saying. Yes. We, yes. We, we knew that one of these days we were going to get that Arab Spring responsible person on here. You started all that unity stuff over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> I hadn't linked the two, Rick, but now that you mention it, yes, I'm responsible completely. Yeah, I, I, I feel a YouTube video coming. It's, that could be crazy <laughs> for you. <laughs> and then, by the way, I, I think that my next song was Jeremiah was a bullfrog, Joy to the World. <laughs> 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 you know, you have to shake things up a little bit after creating such a profound moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't let people walk off and be feeling so uh, serious. Get them laughing. Yeah. yeah you know, can't it, have them taking it, it too it, seriously, it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although it's it's actually okay with me to to leave on a serious note and let it really touch people. Um, but for some reason, I'm, I'm remembering that I did switch to something lighter in that context, maybe because of my own nervousness. Oh, I do that. We've had shows where we're really deep, you know, metaphysical topics or or someone channeling and uh, I always manage to, something flies right through my head. I don't get a chance to stop it. I go, whoa, and then it's out my mouth and people laugh. Because and Rick, that's why you do what you do, and that's why God uses you because it's 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 needed. We you know we need to balance the profound with the profane. Absolutely, and I like to remind people there's just really nothing that serious going on down here. You know, uh, my goodness, what happened? You might die. Oh no, that <laughs> no, <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could, it, you, it, could you say that again? I, I didn't hear you. Well, I mean, people get all worried, and I, I like to ask them, you know, what happened? You might die? Uh, no, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> Not like you think. But Are you uh, saying that, 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 that if we face our fear of death and realize that that's not an issue, that there's really nothing else to be so serious about? Is that what you're saying? I think so, and that if we sort of face that fear of death, we free ourselves to really live. Um, you know, my 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 theory is that the fear of death and the fear of procrast and procrastination are the two biggest problems. But I've figured out a way to actually have them work together. So I've decided to put off my fear of death till the next life. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Well, I do. I do a lot of work. Um, I don't even know if work is the word, but just you know, I, I do address that. I think the root cause of all seriousness, rigidity, fear, need for control is is death, dying. You know, the fact that the thing that's going to happen to all of us is out of our control could happen at any moment, and that that is 
behind the scenes in everybody's psyche and that until we come to peace with that and find a way to be graceful about that, how, how could we be playful? How could we be lighthearted if we haven't faced that? Yeah, you, you you look in the eyes of a little child and 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 they're going to try to walk and they just get up and take a step. They don't I really don't think they sit there and go, you know, if I stand up, I might fall down and I have a very soft skull at this point in my life. <laughs> just go. And and then somebody teaches us to be afraid, you know, don't do that, you might get hurt. Don't do that, you might die. It, right. That's fear. But but um I I I learned about <clears throat> there being alternatives in terms of how we relate to fear, death, dying, uh, by visiting India. Being in a culture that is so radically different, where the belief in life after death is not just a religion, it's not just something we pay lip service to, it's just sort of ingrained in the culture. Have you been to India? I have not been. Have not been on the list. We're working yeah. on it. Though. We're, we're working on let it me, for me, next summer, actually. Let me let, let, let me give you a little uh, preview. So you're traveling on one of their commuter airlines, uh, you know, going from like, let's say, Calcutta to Bombay, and the the air the airplane is getting ready to take off, and the flight attendant says something like this: "In the event of some kind of crash landing." Please exit your body through the crown chakra. Start heading, uh-huh. towards, start heading towards the white light. And don't worry if you see some deceased relatives. They will not push your buttons. They will just escort you to your next plane. And if this happens, we want to thank you in advance for dying Air India, where we have transitioned more passengers than any other airline, including reunited. And if you are not a member already, please sign up for our frequent dial program. <laughs> it's excellent, but it is. It's 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 different when you just sort of know it that it, it, it it's like the almost not a subject that they have to talk about much. It's just like, well, yeah, everybody does, knows that. There's a sense of, of being connected to life being a continuum, uh, life being eternal, that we're not identified with our bodies, that our bodies are these very temporal spaces. Um, that creates a whole different perspective about life's ups and downs. Oh, one moment I'm in a relationship, the next I'm not. One moment I'm bankrupt, the next I'm a millionaire. Everything's passing and changing, changing, changing. Everything's always changing. Success, failure, poverty, wealth. You know, it's like we're here to taste it all. And none of it defines us. None, none of it defines us. There's something way beyond all of that that allows for laughter, love, tenderness, and great joy. Wait a minute. You you mean to say I'm not going to be poor forever? I'm not going to be sick forever? I'm not going to be depressed forever? You're not going to be wealthy forever. You're not going to be happy forever. forever. You're you're not going to be... Well, 
Maybe happy forever. Okay, that's a tough maybe one. Happy, but maybe happy, maybe fulfilled. I think, yeah, I think those things end up sort of being our, our natural state when we're not grasping for them at the expense of another state. If you're trying to find fulfillment at the expense of pain, eventually you're going to cycle into pain again just to learn how to bring love to your shadow. But eventually all of that passes and all that's left is the fact that God loves us and that all there is is love. Absolutely. There's nothing, there's nothing else going on, you know, even root now. That's right. It's a gigantic <laughs> buffet, and the fact that I like pie and you like cake, we can all still just have fun at the buffet. I, 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 I definitely feel that way, Rick. And, I, you know, I mentioned root canal because I, I had it a few months ago, and I remember thinking, this is sucks, man, this is sucks. Because I, I went to the dentist um, for a checkup, and he goes, oh, you've got three cavities, and we could – there's one that looks kind of serious, and we just had a cancellation. Would you like to stay, and we could work on it? And I'm like, you know, yeah, I think I can. Okay, you know, I called up my wife, my daughter, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, okay, cleared the schedule. And then 20 minutes into drilling into my tooth, he announces, you need root canal. And my first thought uh, was, not my best. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Damn you! <laughs> um, so uh, I remember just feeling like root canal is the worst thing that could happen to me. We didn't have funds at the time in our bank account to pay for it. Um, I don't particularly love dental drills and you know Novocaine and all that stuff, but the most the thing I was most concerned about was the finances of it. And I went from, this is a punishment, this sucks, um, I hate this, you know, all of that stuff that most human beings go through when faced with something unpleasant, unprepared for. But I went to, um, <laughs> I had a little shift, and I went to my higher self while the drill was going on. And my higher self said, we sent you an angel to save your tooth. What a change in perspective that was for me. From this this is terrible to there's a healing in progress. And I just felt totally flattened, humbled, and you know, peaceful about it from that moment on. There it is, folks. That's why we call it Everyday Connection. Because we know the tooth, and the tooth shall set you free. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm sure Jean's with you. She wrote a uh, she wrote a piece once on uh, having pity on a virus, or what was it? <laughs> Get to know your cold. Yeah, it doesn't have long to live. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, they really did get shafted in the grand scheme of things, right? Because their their entire makeup and design is about destroying the environment in which they, in which they live. I mean, in order for them to survive, <laughs> they have to destroy. 
Um, so I, either way, they're going to lose. Either the body's going to die and they die, or they're going to get shot full of drugs and then they're dead. So either way, the virus is screwed. So next time you have a cold, like stop bitching about the fact that you're sick and start being grateful that you're going to get out of this. Like the virus isn't. <laughs> it's a lose-lose yeah. situation for the virus. Yeah. That's- that whole frame of reference, man, I tell you, this is like what's so needed on this planet right now because everything that's happening personal and planetary can be viewed from the lens of something's really wrong here or another lens, which is something is going on that's healing, that's even particularly fun. You know, and when somebody, when you guys open up your show and say, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. You know, it's like you can look at that and say, oh, that's superficial, but you're coming from uh, a certain stand in life, which is that all is well. Everything's good. And there comes a time where we don't see that as, you know, just a, a, an affirmation, but it, it really becomes the truth, and everything fits in with that. Absolutely. There's room in all that is for everything. And uh, that's, where else would you find everything? Uh, it's it's a, it, it is an amazing thing. You pointed out uh, that in the chair there, you just had a shift in perspective and your whole reality shift, your reality of what you were going through actually shifted. At peace like that, I suppose it wasn't the most horrible thing you could imagine. No. But the, the most horrible thing you could imagine was written about um, beautifully in that book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, in which he described uh, people who, in the Holocaust that he was in, you know, in Germany, who would walk around offering comfort to other people who were unwilling, in a sense, you could say unwilling, to offer anything but blessing. They they were experiencing the same torture physically as everyone else, but they framed it in a way of I'm going to find people to serve and and support them. So there's nothing that you could go through that could ever take away the choice that you always have to see things differently. No one can ever take that away from you. You can't take that away from you. And it's my dearest possession. And uh, bless you for bringing us that story, because it is, in many people's minds, uh, just, you know, oh my God, a root canal. And... They are expensive, I can say from experience, but um, but they do. They save your tooth. They, I always found, you know, if there was pain, it was beforehand. The the root canal fixed it, <laughs> you know, and um, it is just that remembering to take a step back. Would you say? You said you 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 took a moment and connected to your higher self. That's some people might call it taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Or a step the, forward, whatever. Yeah, but, what 
from the situation, wow. perhaps a step, you know, a, a different perspective, as you said. And um, the first, the, the first reaction of most people on this planet is going to be pretty, pretty similar. Oh no, this isn't happening. This shouldn't be happening. Damn you! How am I going to pay for this? You know, it's it's not creative. It's not original, and it's pretty much guaranteed that most people, unless they're really enlightened, are going to have that as a first reaction. The important thing is, what's your second reaction? And can that be an action instead of a reaction? Right. No, no, uh, no need to make that snap judgment of, you know, oh, I thought a negative thought. People get people scared of negative thoughts. Oh, oh no! <clears throat> and and then you just go into another spiral of judgment. You just you you had a knee jerk reaction, and you just take a moment to see if that's the right action. You know the beautiful thing about us being who we are is that we're not just bodies, and so our bodies can't do anything but have knee-jerk reactions because it's our knees that have the reflexive jerk. But then we could, because we can step back and be souls and be spirits or whatever we are, we can say, okay, that was my first reaction. It was a knee-jerk reaction. Do I want to identify with my body and have that be my final truth? Or do I want to keep moving forward? and use my mind and my free will to choose something else. I've got my guitar in my hands. I'll tell you why. You want to hear why? Uh-oh. Here we go. Why? Remember I told you that my singing voice was really, like, not not good? Right. I, 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 I feel that way. It, it's, it's, it's really not good. But it's, it's raspy, and that means that either I shouldn't sing... Or I should sing the blues. So I think let's let's sing the blues. Let's try the blues, yeah. Okay. So um, go into your chat room and ask your peeps what they have the blues about. Okay, guys, what do you have the blues about? Um, there's been a lot of talk about a broken tooth. Um. Went for a cavity right. and the dentist drilled it and broke the tooth and ruined it. Yeah. Until, you, until you get something different, something different, um, you guys come up with something. Okay. That's right. You Rick, Gene. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Put you on the spot again. Ah, the world trapped in ego, says Jordan. An ego again and again and again, but all that you can see is a mirror of Jordan. If that's what you're seeing, that says something about you. When you let go of your ego, the bigger truth can come through. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Kevin says ego I have none oh yeah not (laughs) Um, who said that Kevin our friend Kevin Kevin Smith yeah it was was a joke 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 hey Kevin Smith I like you have no ego and it's true all I have is a smile and a sense of denial I would hope that I'm a director making lots of money. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Jordan says, a lover who isn't talking to me. Okay, that's a good one. Just a silent treatment, it hurts me like a shield. Time for me to discover what is real. It's time for me to realize how to love myself. Cause worrying about my lover, it's not good for my mental health. Yeah, we love our chat room fam. They're absolutely awesome. (laughs) Billy James Martin would like you to sing about a world ascending in the love that is. A world ascending? Mm Mm-hmm. In the love that is? Yes. Okay. Okay, give give me a moment here. Um, the reason I say give me a moment is because my guitar has been slightly out of tune, and um, that's not that's not so important when you're doing the blues and you're pounding the guitar. But your topic does inspire me to want to sort of go more to a ballad. And um, and Jordan's sending virtual applause. Virtual applause. To which we sent some virtual thanks. Yes. And hugs and kisses. <laughs> yeah. He's another one of our musical friends. Hmm. Mr. Jordan. So say it again. The world descending to... What was it? A world descending in the love that is. Capital I. The world descending into the love that is. The world's befriending the love we're here to give. Don't read the papers all about the fear. It's only one small speck of dust on the reality that. 
something to When you're not at war with life Life takes love to you Together we rise and shine Like the sun That's awesome. You're getting so many props in the chat room. Lots of love to you from our friends in the chat room. <laughs> big love, big love. Let's not stretch the voice too far. Tell every healer in the chat room to send light to my throat. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, uh, no tips tonight, to people. Just healing. Uh, you heard him, guys. He needs a little bit of healing light sent his way. <laughs> It's not a big deal, you know, it's just like one of those cleanses, you know, that the body voluntarily says, hey, it's time for a cleanse, let's get rid of some toxins. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just all part of the function. Yeah. Sometimes the body says, you've got a cleanse. (laughs) Janet's going to send you some Reiki. Thank you, Janet. And everybody, go to my website and sign up to be on my newsletter list, www.scottsongs.com, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-G-S.com. My very next uh, question was uh, for our podcast listeners. We've put the link in the chat room uh, several times this evening. It'll be on our archive. And uh, But we want to make sure all of our listeners can find you at scottsongs.com. It does have a mailing list. Everybody sign up. Uh, I actually had one uh, guest ask earlier. I guess it was Kevin asked earlier. Yeah, it was uh, Kevin. Where's the link? I want to get on his list. So uh, everybody and actually, everybody, sign up and go check out his book as well. Yeah, uh, you can go to Amazon and Google Teach Me How to Love. Why not? Why not? I mean, if I'm going to learn something, that sounds like a great subject to major in. Yeah. And, and hopefully you'll remember um, Kevin's name because we were supposed to mention this, but we'll mention it now. Um, Kevin's going to be reaching out to you later to um, talk to you about a uh, uh, possible joining up with Paxton Roby to do some talking. Some talking or Paxton singing? Roby and I go back a long ways. Pa- Paxton Roby, I remember him from like 15 years ago. He said, The Course in Miracles is this big book that could be boiled down to two words. And he had everybody in the conference, like, at the edge of their seats. And he said, choose peace. (laughs) (laughs) It's so powerful. So there there you have it, Kevin. Sounds like he would love to talk to you all about that. He just said his schedule's uh, limited a little bit because... uh, of some responsibilities in the family, which is what we have tonight. He gets to go spend some great time with uh, his daughter. He's going to be a uh, uh, numero uno caretaker here in about five minutes. So uh, uh, we yeah. certainly we certainly don't want to don't want to interfere with that because uh, we need as much of that as we can right there in the in the in the home. It's Absolutely. where it starts. The Absolutely. whole sense of community starts right there. Thank you. Good segue into Jordan's uh, final question, though, um, before we let him go. Jordan wants to know if you write children's songs. Well, I do. In fact, I have a whole CD for children. It's called Putting the Pieces Together, and um, it's on my website. 
in the in the music section. Okay, awesome. Yeah. This is good. Y- yes, all you guys all you guys get in there and check it out. He's got uh inspirational talks. Um his music CDs. With, he even has his music not, medicine cabinet, eh? Yeah, you're looking. Let's not end let's not end this way. Okay. No, let's not end with promotion, even though there's nothing wrong with promotion and it's wonderful and it's part of how we all do our thing. Let's end with a final question that involves rhyme. But let me put a bow on this conversation. Beautiful. A final question. Oh, a final question? That could come from either of you. Oh, or it could come from the chat room. Or you can or you, could, you, you could ask the best question of all, which is, so Scott, how do you want to end this hour? I was I was ah. I was going to throw it at you that way. I was going to say, so Scott, if you had uh, just a moment to say what you whatever you wanted to say, or whatever you wanted to say, or whatever you wanted to run, wow. hit us with it. Wow, Rick, Rick, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. How did you know that was the way I wanted to end this? It's one of my favorite questions to ask people because it's not often asked, and people have things they want to say. I know. I know. And I don't even know if I have something, but it's, it's you know, what's, what's in my heart to say, um, first of all, thank you, both of you and, and everyone, for this forum to express myself. Um, we live on a planet that's changing so fast. And it's very easy to say this too shall pass. Whatever we're going through personally is just a bubble in eternity. It's an ocean that we're part of, an ocean that is vast. And if you're worried about whatever, just say this too shall pass. Because it don't have your name on it if it's temporary if it's eternal then it's very 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 part of who you are you're a child of the stars you're a child of the foreverness of who you really are and when you get it you want to sing you want to laugh you want to dance you want to let a bell ring You want to ring that bell so everyone can hear that there's nothing, there's nothing ever to fear. There's nothing ever to feel guilty about. There's not even a reason to freak out or doubt. There's no worries that are real. So let them all go. Go into this current, this beautiful flow. Let yourself be taken by the ocean's undertow. Where is it going? You don't need to know. It's taking you to who you really, truly are. And when you're there, you don't need a car. You don't need an airplane to get to where you want to go. Because you are the flight that takes you. Oh, what a journey we're all on. What a great, great, great ride. And you've got Rick and Gene and Scott as your guides, and you are your own guide, and you are your own pilot. And I can't easily rhyme pilot, so I'm going to stop there. (laughs) That's fantastic and beautiful. Oh, 
I'll put it in my cabinet and file it. (laughs) (laughs) Just couldn't let it go away. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't surrender. That's my weakness. Yeah, I, it, it, it's a creator thing. <laughs> it's a creator thing, and it's what? your strength, my friend. It's your you strength. You must be mad. <laughs> Bless you for being with us in in your uh, uh, soreness of throat. Um, <coughs> yeah, would have wow. been would have been easy just to drop us a note. Oh, Rick! <laughs> oh, you're up to your old trick. Well, we try. Uh, again, many blessings. Everybody get over and check out uh, Scott's website. Um, just a wonderful fella. And his YouTube channel, uh, uh, the Dr. Seuss piece is awesome, but he's got some really cool stuff uh, there. Uh, rap songs about being online all the time and just good stuff. So thanks again, Scott. Uh, we're going to take a break, folks, for just a moment or two, and then we're going to come back. we got something important we want to chat with you all about. So uh, we hope you'll hang around. And, uh, again, thank you, Scott. Yes, we'll talk to you again soon. A ton of fun. Thank you. Feel okay, better, love. Be Make be friends with you your guys. virus. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Night. All right. Now, where did the break go? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You that lost would, it. You lost that it. would be me. We're going to... Uh, Play a song from uh, our dear friend uh, Jordan. Yep. Um, because Jordan knows about this whole connection thing because it ain't too hard. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with an important announcement. Daybreak is here, air is 
Welcome back, everybody. Everybody here? Everybody's here. Ah, there you are. It got real quiet all of a sudden. I was like, oh, no, I'm alone. Oh, wait, that can't happen. Oh, okay, cool. No. So, we're going to flip a coin? Vote. Who's going to tell? I don't know. We could get Jordan to call in and you can tell. (laughs) That That would be fun. That's so funny. We have a we have a uh, new um, we have a new little project. New game. New new fun game that we've been playing. Yep. Uh, it's a big game. It's a big game. So we're gonna we're gonna ask for the support and the love of our fam and friends. Um, wow, how to start talking about this adventure? Okay, well, crazy day. Um, we've been you know we've been talking about the ninety nine percent movement, and we're seeing you know massive worldwide outcry for um for change which is um you know i mean i don't know of anybody who doesn't know what's going on right now but part of that worldwide outcry worldwide outcry is that some people don't seem to have um have any idea how the heck we're going to inspire that change what we're going to do to make the change if we can even make the change is it possible um so we were hanging out one morning, as we often do, over coffee, and Rick sent me a video. <laughs> and as should, I often do. As he often does. Um, but he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it was a video about the um, garbage in the ocean. And um, at some point through my tears um, about this massive island of garbage in the middle of the ocean, um, it clicked for me that as part of the 99% movement, we had a real opportunity to start to introduce um, workable solutions because people are ready for them with regards to our environmental issues. And um, they had to be economically sustainable and attainable. And so we decided, well, are they out there? And, And we've been seeing videos on and off for you know, from different parts of the world on YouTube and on on the Internet um, about these different organizations and individuals who were creating these incredible programs and communities that were based on eco-sustainable living. A lot of them had open source materials available on their website so that people would be able to do um, these things themselves, you know, in their own backyard, so to speak, or in their own apartment in some cases. Really incredible projects. So we took that idea and we've decided to, with the help of our director friend in Germany and um, a a very quickly growing team of extremely supportive individuals, we are embarking on the adventure of making a documentary that will bring together a collection of short vignettes that will highlight these independent projects and organizations around the world um, that are doing incredible things in order to make um, 
you know, help help to usher us into our a new age of eco sustainable living. You know, because some some people are running around even on interviews at the ninety nine percent camps, more or less in hopelessness. They're like, you know, look, we got these problems, and there's nobody even talking about them, much less is anybody doing anything about them. What are we doing? Well, there are amazing people, thousands and tens of thousands of amazing people that are doing just that. Yeah. They're 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 like, okay, you know, the electric grid. Who knows this? Who knows? I'm going to make a life for me and my family that works together with the land that I own, that does not take more than I should, more than I have to from Mother Earth, that tries to live together. Um, we we chatted and we came up with some, you know, uh, requirements is tough, but, you know, some lists of, of qualities we'd like to see. And, and, and one of the primary ones was that it has to be a project that's easily duplicatable by, you know, the man on the ground, the people, you know, it's not something where you go in and there's people in Africa with no water. Well, there's all kinds of people in Africa with no fresh, clean water access. But you go in and make, you build a pump system for one village and and it's this glorious high-tech solar-fired hoo-ha that, you know, one thing gets out of adjustment in six months. What do they do? They don't know how to work it. So it's got to be something that people can do easily with what they have as much as possible. Um, so we have um, we found some really incredible people. And um, we can give you a short overview of the ones who have agreed to come play with us. These are confirmed. Um, we have an incredible woman who is in San Francisco. I'm so excited because she's awesome. Her. Yes, with a flower in her hair. Um, she has created a system that um, I don't know how to explain this properly, but I will do my best, okay? It is um, it is a wall-attachable unit that is um, it is made from styrofoam bits and materials that are not currently being recyclable, um, but are lightweight and can be mixed with cement. So, you know, styrofoam, nobody knows what the hell to do with it. Okay, so she's turned it into a system that it attaches to the wall, ordinary cement and um, stone walls you can attach to the wall and you can actually plant plants in it. It's an absolutely ingenious system because it does more than just feed you. Now, the bottom plants, you can put in um, plants that will grow, grow food and herbs. Fantastic. Up above, higher up the wall, you can plant plants that will clean the air and clean water. Um, and then in your watering system, you can actually take gray water and you can run it through a series of these plants up this wall. And by the time it gets down to the bottom plant, you have clean, drinkable um, water from, you know, that pe human beings can consume. And it's good for you. So, <laughs> yeah. So rather than rather than sending this gray water down the line, the same place that the nastiest of the waters goes, uh, a building owner that has several stories can just put that on a drip system from the top, it'll drip right down all the way through all of those and be clean water back to the environment. Uh, yeah. Not even necessarily. It can go back into the building for flushing toilets or it can be clean water that's available for the birds and the other animals and plants that are 
in, in, in cities because they're they're there. Life's everywhere. Can't get rid of it. Absolutely. Now we all know, and this is why she's so exciting to me. Um, not that she's a highlight of the show, but um, she's she's jumping on board to help us out with some of the planning as well. Because I I just spoke to her, and she's really enthusiastic about this. Um, we all know that we can't knock down the cities that are already existing. So as part of this project, we want to show a way for um, people to take what we have already built and to convert it into a way that's eco-sustainable. So in light, you know, in, in alignment with that idea, we've also got an organization that we've approached that they do um, they do window gardening in their windows in apartments. Um, you know, so it, it, the list is it's crazy. We've got a guy in the Philippines. I haven't been able to get hold of him yet, but I'm determined to hunt him down. He's making lights for the, the shacks in the Philippines out of water bottles. Um, we've got the Barefoot College in India that we're approaching. We have uh, treehouse tree house communities uh, from different parts of the world. Um, we have an amazing inside glimpse into some of the incredible projects that are going on in Thailand. Um, just the people that we have found, and this is why this, this project is so exciting for us, is because it has changed my opinion from we can't do this. There's no way. Because when I saw that video, I'm not going to lie to you, I had this overwhelming, how can we fix that? There's no way. We're screwed. And that's just not me. So it was devastating to me. And then we started researching and then, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I just um, – I'm just so excited to be able to have the opportunity to work with people from around the world to bring this information to mainstream and make it available to them so that they can feel empowered to be able to change the way we're living on an individual basis. It It's just some of these projects are just the coolest things I've ever seen in my life and I can't wait to meet these people in person, but I, it's just... Again, we're doing even... this for selfish motivations. We want to fly around the world and talk to these people. <laughs> it's, it's what we do. We talk to really cool people, and we have we bring them into a really cool family. One of the things we want to do uh, as part of this project uh, is... Uh, as as Gene said, almost all of these folks have their have their plans and how to videos and instructions up for free, freely available to any who wants them. So we're going to bring this all together into a wiki. Uh, it's the like Wikipedia, except it will be a wiki of all of these different projects uh, that have their open source uh, plans made available on the web. And, and, and also connecting some of these because some people have great ideas about water. Some people have great ideas about light, uh, solar, uh, buildings, uh, houses. But they're sort of all off doing these things in a vacuum to, to a small extent. They're, they're more connected than you might guess up front. But, you know, we've got a guy that's got, you know, a way to build sustainable housing that's in Guatemala. And we've got this one in California. And we've got this one over here in the U.K., um, uh, Habipedia. Janet, Janet, Janet has said Habipedia. Sounds like it. And uh, we will we will look at uh, uh, Jordan's asking about zero point energy. We will look at anything that has that meets our uh, criteria, which are you know essentially that it be something that folks can do on the ground. Um, 
And uh, we have uh, uh, just awesome, I mean, from on the ground houses to in the ground houses to in the trees houses. Um, because it's not necessarily the case that you just come up with some prefab unit and then, okay, the planet lives here. The, the environment where you live has a lot to do with it. This is supposed to be getting along with the environment. Um, uh, and looking where you are for what you can do. Like, um, not far from the tree is in, aren't they? Yeah. Not far from the tree, there was a... Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not far from the tree. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool organization. Tons of them around Canada. Tons of them, all different names. But we're going to deal with the one in Toronto because, you know, I was born there and I got to at least hit my roots at some point. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um <laughs> She's so cool. She's tons of fun. And what they do is that they go, because everybody knows, we had a generation that made the faux pas of buying trees for the pretty flowers, um, fruit trees. And But we had no idea what to do with the fruit. So we stopped using the fruit. So what this organization does is that they talk to the owners of properties who have fruit trees on the property and then come harvest season when the fruit starts to fall and it gets in the people's yard and on the sidewalks and starts to be an annoyance. These guys go in and say, hey, we'll clean it all up for you if you let us keep the fruit. So they use the fruit and they make edible products out of it. And and they deliver uh, a large portion of it. They have a they have a split system, so their volunteers get part of it. Uh, but they also deliver. Uh, I believe it's a full uh, third of it that goes to um, uh, what would what do you call them? Brain went away. Your brain went uh, away. Yeah, well, it'll come back. Uh, we charities. Uh, um, Give it to charities, uh, shelters, shelters. Yeah, yeah. Soup kitchens is what I kept hearing, but that's kind of old-fashioned. Well, um, I, that's the only name I know. <laughs> but, uh, 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 yeah, soup so kitchens. they have just, you know, uh, they collect fruit from trees on everything from uh, office building grounds, any commercial sort of thing, to individuals' houses. Uh, how many folks, you know? Your grandma's got fruit trees, but she just can't get out there and pick them anymore. Will they come do it? Um, oh, no, my brain's over Jordan's room. I got ah, That's okay. He needs it because it- while we're talking about Jordan, let's make that announcement as well for anybody who hasn't made it to the donations page yet. Um, Jordan, who stumbled upon us quite by accident and who we hunted down on Facebook and accidentally discovered as a musician, has graciously agreed. Thank you. Thanks very much, Jordan, um, to lend his musical talents to writing the musical score for the main theme of the um, of the movie, which is awesome because we're really excited about that because, I don't know, the universe brought him our way and here he is and we're excited because he's so talented and now we get to work with him on more than just one level. So, yay, and, thank you, Jordan. We love you. And, and- <laughs> I'm very excited about that and I'm and I'm just I feel so certain about the direction that we're moving with the project because we'll talk about a subject on Monday morning over coffee and by Tuesday morning someone has sent us a friend request that does that exact thing. And so whether we work with them or not to me it's confirmation that we're that we're headed in a good direction. So 
um, you know, but we want to show people some things they can do. We also want to show them that, you know, look, there's hope. People have been working on this for years, man. It's just not in the mainstream media. So here we're bringing it and throwing it in the stream. Y'all have a look. And, you know, we want to bring it. So this is where our friends and fam come in, other than suggestions for, um, you know, if you have an organization or, or even an individual who's doing something really out of the box and crazy that's eco-sustainable in your neighborhood, you know we want to hear about it, so drop us a line. Um, but the other thing is, is help us spread the word about this film. Um, we're going to need a marketing and promotions team to help get um, to get this out there to people, not just now when we're trying to find support financially to be able to fund the project, but also um, ongoing to build the wiki site, to keep the wiki site up, and to keep people bringing new information to the wiki site because it's all about making this an ongoing sustainable project as well. Um, and, and, of course, you know, getting people involved in whatever... A big global community project. Yeah, in whatever way they feel that they are best able to contribute. Everybody has their individual skills and talents, and we would like to offer, you know, an open platform for people to come and approach us. We're very approachable well, and, people, and, so and, come and, and approach us. And to build one of these things and then say, wow, I had a problem with this, and somebody else goes, yeah, I had a problem with that. And the guy goes, oh, here, yeah, I know, uh, you know, Britta Riley with her window farms uh, that had come up with this very cool way to move the water up to the top, but it made a noise that irritated people, gurgled all the time. So a guy made a essentially a gun silencer out of a vitamin bottle that fits on the water tube so that now it's quiet. And that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. I mean, we've had some amazing suggestions already. You know, I dropped a line to somebody in the UK um, just to say, hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. And his comeback was, hey, we've got a treehouse community here 10 minutes away from where I live. You want to talk to them? Um, just, it, people are excited about this because it, it's a fun and it's it's hopefully, no, not even hopefully, it's sure to bring hope to people and to let them know that, yes, the answers are there. The answers and, are so there. They've been building this for years and, and to years build and years. on this community because every chance that we have to create a community that crosses borders, classes, is just a human community, a planetary human community. Every one of those somebody can build, whether they build it about rock music or whatever they build it about, I don't care. Where they bring people together like that, that is what is creating, in my opinion, this craving on the planet for this sense of community, this sense of belonging, this sense of I'm okay and we're all in this together because, by golly, we are. And we really are. We really are. And we, But you know what? To get, you know, I, I'm, I'm a genius. You're a genius. And together, as Rick always says, we're divine genius. And when you take some of these ideas and when you can collaborate between these different individuals and organizations and you bring them together, um, there, there's absolutely no stopping, no limits to where this global um, show of love for the planet could take us, really. And and that's what this movie is about. It's about saying there's so many people out there doing this, so many. Yeah. Um, it, and, it's so doable. It's so doable. Oh, and, my goodness. And the so evolution doable. of the ideas when you get people – you've all – most people have had the experience where you're working on some problem and you just have convinced yourself you've tried everything and somebody else walks by and goes, oh, do this. 
and then just keeps walking and has solved your huge problem. And so the more these things get exposed, somebody that's in the right vibration and can just look at it from a different perspective can go, oh, yeah, do this. And and uh, come on down. Oh this is great. We're only we're only one degree different than Montreal in temperature right now. So, me <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Welcome to my world. I love it. It's warm here and rainy. There's no snow. There's no freezing. There's no ice. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, she's talking about it being warm there. It's one degree above zero. So uh, it's don't, warm. Don't, don't Yo, it's to her. Brother, I'm telling you, there's supposed to be snow on the ground right now. It's supposed to be cold. I'm supposed to have to bundle up. And where I went to the grocery store today, I walked to the grocery store without gloves on. Wow. I don't even own a pair of gloves, so there you are. I am a happy Canadian. Um, All right, right, folks. We're getting to the end of our 90 minutes, and we could talk about this and have talked about this for 5,000 hours and Mm -hmm. will will for more. And uh, but uh, we are, for, for those that are interested or may work places where they have uh, uh, matching and that sort of thing, we're working on a uh, uh, um, way to uh, allow people to give to a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, we're, we have so many things that have just that are just working themselves out, I swear. I think we're just... I think Gene and I are just going to fly around and talk to people by the time it's done because it's just <sighs> falling into place. And uh, uh, we love every one of you and wanted you all to be the first to hear about it. Uh, I mean, we did put up the fundraising link a, a, a few days ago, but we had not talked about it on the show. We're going to talk about it more on Thursday a little bit mm-hmm. because this Thursday we have Daryl Anka coming on the show. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Daryl channels uh, an ET from the future named Bashar. And he's also been in filmmaking for his whole career. Uh, he's worked on movies like uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, uh, iRobot with Will Smith. Uh, and so we're going to talk to him about a movie that he's just made. Um uh, called Dearly Departed, and it's a it's a movie based on a film crew, a news crew, going into the afterlife and interviewing some dead people. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk to him about his film. Uh, we're going to put him on the spot and ask him a couple of questions about being filmmakers. No, well, but yeah, we'll probably put him on the spot. We do it to everybody. Um, except tonight, Scott put us on the spot. That was kind of refreshing for a difference. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> all right, there you go. I hate being the being the pen that I am. I hate not knowing what to say. <laughs> yes, it is. But, it but, freaks me out. But, but he was right, bang okay. on. He is right there, good for everybody. So he was anyway, right, bang on. So I can't fault for that. We're going to have a lot more that we're going to be writing and saying about this project. You know, this is not a Hollywood for-profit movie that we're going to make in a vacuum in silence and 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 tell you about it after it's released. Uh, this is a community family effort. So. We love all of you. Thanks for being here, uh, yes. Billy and Janet and Jordan and Kevin. And a uh, big shout-out to our friends over at Inner Child, as always. Uh, of course, Janet has volunteered the organization, but I know Bill and everybody else over there. They'll be they'll be behind it. So thanks, guys. Y'all are awesome. All right. We do love you. And uh, so join us on Thursday. Big, big shoe. We got a really big shoe. Isn't that what they used to say? I don't know. Oh. Night, guys. <laughs> uh, Kevin what? wants to call in. 
Kevin has called in. He's right here. Oh, okay, perfect. So we're going to talk to him as soon as the show's over. Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yay. We'll stay Night, on the guys. line. Night, y'all. <laughs> Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.